Let's talk finance. Wouldn't it be convenient to have all your investment and retirement accounts in one spot? Yahoo Finance does just that. It consolidates your portfolio views and offers expert analysis, making it easier to manage your investments. Let's not beat around the bush. You want to grow your portfolio, fight inflation, pay off debts, and achieve financial freedom. Yahoo Finance provides the news, data, and tools to make that happen. You may think you've covered all the bases, savings, researching, and investing smartly. But to truly excel, you need Yahoo Finance in your corner. A holistic perspective is crucial for success, and Yahoo Finance ensures you have it. With a massive community of over 90 million users monthly, Yahoo Finance is here to guide you on your path to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. In my early days, I faced a pivotal moment in my career. Instead of following the herd into traditional finance, I charted my own course. Despite skepticism, I founded my investment firm driven by a belief in economic truth and fiscal responsibility. Through perseverance, I established myself as a leading voice in finance, proving that sometimes blazing your own path is the best way to succeed. To get what you want, sometimes you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. That's what Harry's did. Seeing people tricked by expensive razors, Harry's took a stand. Instead of pricey options, they offer high-quality razors at a fraction of the cost. That's why when it comes to grooming my face, I use Harry's. Harry's understands the value of quality without breaking the bank. Their razors provide a smooth shave every time, and their shaving gel leaves my skin feeling refreshed and moisturized. So don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com gold. That's harrys.com gold for a $3 trial set. The Peter Schiff Show. Well, as I expected from the very beginning, and of course, you can go back to some of the uh, radio uh, episodes that I recorded on the Peter Schiff show. In fact, I recorded those uh, Michael Brown, Darren Wilson um, episodes from Puerto Rico, where I happen to be again when the decision of the grand jury not to indict Darren Wilson for the shooting of Michael Brown Uh I was saying that this was going to happen from the very beginning. Now, my last podcast, I, I mentioned that if there were riots or looting in Ferguson, that it wasn't going to be the fault of the grand jury. And in fact, unfortunately, there were riots and, and looting and violence going on in the streets of Ferguson. Not only Ferguson, but in other American cities, there were protesters out protesting the supposed injustice of the grand jury's decision. Now, I watched the, the press conference, and I think the prosecutor could have been done a much better job of making sure that there was no protest or violence by being more forthright about what happened instead of being too apologetic. You know, the media treats this with kit gloves because everybody is afraid to really say the truth to really criticize the actions of Michael Brown and blame Michael Brown for his own death because people are afraid of being called a racist. 
Look at the way the press reports this. I'm reading articles, Washington Post, like the headline, grand juries normally give the police the benefit of the doubt. Articles like that incite violence because it, it, it gets people to think that there was doubt here and that maybe, maybe the officer just got lucky. His side was believed because he was a policeman or because he was white. There is no benefit of the doubt because there is no doubt. There is certainty of what happened. All of the witnesses who claimed that Michael Brown was surrendering were lying. Now, maybe if the prosecutor had the balls to prosecute these lying witnesses for perjury, maybe that would send a message. But he's saying, well, I think they actually believed what they were saying. Why would you come to that conclusion? They changed their story repeatedly as the evidence came out refuting their testimony. They were inconsistent. Their testimony was inconsistent with the forensic evidence and inconsistent with their own statements. They're lying witnesses. The only witnesses that were consistent and the only witnesses whose testimony was supported by the evidence were the witnesses who testified that Michael Brown was the aggressor and he attacked Darren Wilson, leaving Darren Wilson no choice but to shoot in self-defense. If the prosecutor in his press conference, instead of just you know apologizing to the parents of Michael Brown, why doesn't he apologize to Darren Wilson for what uh, these lying witnesses have put him through? Because clearly, based on the evidence and the testimony of the witnesses who are being honest, this, this should not have even gone to a grand jury. There wasn't even enough evidence to bring it to a grand jury. The only reason that there was a grand jury was because of all the protests. And of course, now they're criticizing the grand jury because they're saying, well, he didn't really try to indict because if he really wanted to indict him, he wouldn't have presented all of this evidence that he did. Of course, the reason he presented all the evidence was because had he left any evidence out and there not been an indictment, they would have criticized him for that. But of course, it's not the job of the prosecutor to indict somebody who he believes is innocent. If a prosecutor believes an individual is innocent of a crime, he should not attempt to indict him just to appease a racist mob. People are upset. Well, you didn't try to indict him. Well, maybe because he knows he's innocent. And why does he know he's innocent? Because he has the facts. He has the testimony of witnesses. He has the forensic evidence. Why charge somebody that you believe is innocent? This was done as a charade, a charade to appease a racist mob that was demanding that Darren Wilson be convicted, not just uh, prosecuted, but convicted for a crime. There's no evidence that he committed. Now, you know, what would have happened had um, Michael Brown killed Darren Wilson that night? I mean, what would have what about um, Darren Wilson's parents who would have apologized to them? You know, what the prosecutor should have done a better job of pointing out was that Michael Brown died as a direct consequence of his own violent actions. Instead of just saying, oh, I feel badly uh, that this, this young child died, how about I feel badly that his parents raised him in such a manner that he's now dead? It's not the police department's fault. You know, even after he 
went over the timeline and the Q&A. People kept saying, well, how do we make sure this doesn't happen again? As if the police did anything wrong. As if the police have to change their policies based on this incident. There is nothing to change. Why doesn't the prosecutor say that? He should have told uh, the audience there, you know how you make sure that young uh, men don't get killed by the police? Raise them to respect the law. Raise them to a respect authority. Raise them, raise them not to rob liquor stores. Raise them to listen to the police. When a policeman tells you to get out of the street, don't curse at him. When a policeman pulls up his car next to you, don't punch him through the window. Don't try to take his gun. When he orders you to lie to the ground, freeze, drop to the floor, or I'll shoot. You listen to him. That's how you stop this from happening again. What the prosecutor should have said is if the circumstances are the same, if they happen again, if a young man, black or white, assaults a policeman, charges him, refuses to listen to his commands, he'll get shot again. There is nothing that the police department can change because the actions of Michael Brown led to his death and he is the only one at fault here. It is not Darren Wilson. You know, when President Obama comes out, and says, I want people to protest peacefully. He is encouraging the protests. There is nothing to protest. Why should they protest justice? The only one who should be protesting is, my, is Darren Wilson. He should be protesting the fact that these lying witnesses aren't being prosecuted for perjury. That would be justice uh, for Darren Wilson. But when the president says, let's have peaceful protest, he's saying there's something to protest. He is inciting the violence. Why doesn't he come out and say, go home? There is nothing to protest here. We were mistaken. We rushed to judgment. The evidence is clear. The witness testimony is clear. Michael Brown is dead because of Michael Brown's actions. He was violent. He was a criminal. And you know what? I wonder how many other people Michael Brown might have killed uh, had he gotten Darren Wilson's gun. Had he killed Darren Wilson and then had his gun. Who knows how many people would have died? How many mothers and fathers might have lost their children? We never know. See, the problem here isn't with the conduct of the police. It was the conduct of Michael Brown. But you're never going to hear that. You know, yeah, they'll beat around the bush, but they're not going to come right out and say it. But that's the kind of wake-up call that Ferguson needs, that this, the, 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 the community, the civil rights leadership. That's what they need to do. Because you know what? This is going to happen again. The next time a white policeman shoots a black criminal, right? It's going to be the same thing. Witnesses will lie. Why not? There is no ramification. You can lie all you want. You'll get to go on national TV. You'll become a hero in the community. And even if you're caught lying, even if you contradict yourself and the evidence proves you're lying, nothing's going to happen to you. You're not going to be prosecuted. So why not? The rioting and the looting is there because people think they didn't get justice. Why do they think that? Because the way this thing is being reported, the way everybody is handling it with kit gloves, because somehow, because Michael Brown happens to be black, we cannot condemn Michael Brown for his actions. It's got nothing to do with his skin color. It's what he did. That's what got him killed. 
And the media uh, should be focusing on that. President Obama should be focusing in on that. There are plenty of things that people could be upset about in the inner cities in the black community. But the shooting of Michael Brown is not one of them. You can't be upset when one of your own who commits crimes, who commits violence, right? People are condemning the violence in this circumstance, but they're condemning the wrong violence. They want to condemn Darren Wilson's violence. He was only defending himself. The violence was Michael Brown's. Michael Brown is the one that chose the violence, not Darren Wilson. Darren Wilson was reacting to the circumstances that Michael Brown put him in. Now, people say, well, why did he shoot? He had to shoot. If somebody is charging you who has already punched you several times, is much larger than you, much stronger than you, who has tried to take your gun, he's not listening to you. What is a policeman supposed to think when he tells somebody to lie to the ground and they don't? They attack him. And when you shoot somebody and they keep coming, what are you supposed to think? I'll just stop shooting and hope he leaves me alone? Who would think that? Nobody. And people need that what, what this prosecutor should have done, what the mayor of Ferguson should have done, is they should basically say that Darren Wilson did nothing wrong. It's not about the benefit of the doubt. It's not about, well, you know, it was a gray area, it was a close call, and so, you know, you know, the tie goes to the cop. No, there is no uh, tie. There is no ambiguity here. There is no reasonable doubt of anything. It is cut and dry what happened here, right? And if we continue to raise our children in the manner that Michael Brown was raised, then more young men, young black men are going to get killed or kill other people. That's what needs to change, not the police department in Ferguson. And if you can't condemn, if you can't condemn the action of Michael Brown, what kind of message does that send, right? What kind of message does that send to the community in Ferguson, right? That Michael Brown is the hero in this circumstance? No, Michael Brown is not the hero. He is the villain. Darren Wilson was the victim. Darren Wilson was the hero. What are we telling our policemen, right? This is what happens when you defend yourself. I mean, I, I, you know, how do you even hire somebody in Ferguson to police the city? You know, would the citizens of Ferguson feel better if there were no police? If it was just, you know, a mob, if it was just violence, if it was just thugs that were in control of the city? Is that what they would prefer? Or maybe they can only hire black policemen. Maybe that's it. Maybe the only policemen that they can hire are black policemen because otherwise a white policeman is going to be afraid to do his job, afraid to go into the city. And in fact, I would think that this would embolden the criminals because the criminals know that if there's a white policeman there, he may be reluctant to shoot, not because, you know, uh, Darren Wilson was uh, indicted by the grand jury, but just because of all the hell that this individual went through over the past few months. And of course, it's not over. I mean, he's got to move. He can't even, he can't go out. He can't walk down the streets. Somebody will kill him. He probably knows that he fears for his life. He'll always fear for his life. Why? Because of the way this is being handled. Try to find the media outlet that is going to condemn the outrage of this rush to judgment. The fact that so many people believe these lies. And now, after they know the truth, they still, they, they still believe them. Look, 
Why are people protesting the results? They wanted a conviction regardless of the evidence. People wanted Darren Wilson indicted by the grand jury, even if there was no evidence that he committed the crime that he was charged with. I mean, shouldn't it be a relief? Shouldn't the black community be relieved to learn the truth? Oh my God, we thought this was a white racist cop who just gunned down an innocent child. That's not what happened. The truth is that a violent 18-year-old attacked and almost killed a policeman. But that violent criminal was shot, not by a racist cop, but by a policeman doing his job, protecting his life and the lives of the citizens of Ferguson. Because again, not only did Darren Wilson have to worry about him being shot with his gun, but he had to worry about all the other innocent people that Michael Brown might have shot had he killed the policeman and taken his gun. Because once you kill a policeman, I mean, what's your life worth anyway? I mean, you might as well go out in the bang. Who knows how many, again, innocent people would have been killed. But instead of um, condemning Brown and, um, you know, and praising Darrell Wilson and apologizing to Darrell Wilson, not one apology to him. The president, as I said, the president should have apologized to Darren Wilson on behalf of the black community. He should have apologized for the racist rush to judgment. Maybe had he done that, maybe, maybe had somebody, they stood up, maybe there would be no protests and riots. If you take away the idea that there's some injustice here, because now the protesters think, oh, now it's worse. A, this white cop guns down Michael Brown surrendering, and, and B, uh, now he gets away with it because he's white. In fact, even during the press conference, some woman asked a question about his hands being up, even though he had said the evidence shows his hands weren't up. They still can't drop that narrative. He never raised his hands. The people who said that lie, why can't people get that through their head? Maybe because it's not being beaten into it in a way that would make sense because, again, people are afraid to speak uh, directly about Michael Brown's conduct because they don't want to be called a racist. Well, it's not racist to tell the truth. Today's financial advisors behave like pro-wrestling TV commentators. They scream that the recovery is strong, debt is manageable, inflation is low, and that the Federal Reserve has everything under control. They may be oblivious, but the danger is real. Looking beyond the media hype can open a world of broader investing ideas. Euro-Pacific Capital is a registered investment advisor that offers stock-focused wealth management services that closely follow the strategy of our founder and CEO, Peter Schiff. We concentrate on those countries that are more closely in tune with Peter's vision of how capitalism is supposed to work. And these investments are not hard to find, provided you know where to look. Isn't it time you change the channel and let Euro-Pacific put a little reality back into your portfolio? If you live in the United States and have $25,000 or more to invest, call 800-727-7922. That's 800-727-7922. Non-U.S. residents access similar strategies through Euro-Pacific Bank at europacbank.com. Euro-Pacific Capital and Euro-Pacific Bank are affiliated companies.